Oh, it's already hacking. recording through microphone oh, now. It's working. Hey, we got it. And there's no reason why. Yeah, there's literally no discernible reason. You know what? <laughs> I've just changed so much. I have changed so much. I just am fine with it. Yes. Like, it's fine. Yeah. We're going to be wherever we are. Hey, uh, welcome to the Captain Lou podcast. This is your host, Captain Lou, with my co-pilot, Luke, co-captain, co-captain, co-coke, co-cap, coke, co-sam cook, Sam Koch. Uh, today's uh, episode is brought <laughs> to you by Life Skateboards. Be a lifer, get a life skateboard. True. I'm just saying. For those of you who are watching the video version, which is live streaming on Facebook, I will show you my own personal life skateboard it's not a signature model uh -huh. um, that's because my signature is far too sloppy to be worthy <laughs> of a signature model oh nobody's handing out pro skateboards to guys who just do frontside grinds anymore well that's very 1987 of me actually they were kick flipping back then and so was i fun fact <laughs> i tore out everything on the outside of my left ankle and uh, and then for years when I would do kickflips, uh, my uh, my foot would come out of joint. Yeah, yeah, I really got turned off by that. That's just... probably what happened. How did you destroy your front leading ankle? Ollieing off a curb over a garbage can on its side. It wasn't even a big ollie. Oh. I wasn't even doing big ollies. Let me ask point. you this: Did you land and your foot was in front of you? Yeah, and so foot came off of the it? front. Oh. I was skating a shot shark. It had a very low nose. There wasn't a lot to catch with. I yes. wasn't that good yet. Bada bang, and bada uh, Don Carey, who had a couple of clips and Thrasher Mag uh, videos, Don Carey picked me up and put me in a car. He Bro. was a really nice guy to do that. And I remember him today. I hope he is well. So many of my friends, I sometimes I'm scared to look back. Um, Don and I were not close, but I was friends with his little brother when we were 12 and 13. And that's he was one of the big boys. He rode for best cycle and sport skate team. And those guys ripped. They were part of a generation of young rippers who really paved the way. What can you say? Love you, bud. Hope you're okay today. Um, uh, also brought to you by our supporters. Uh, turns out that uh, we've got an army of faithful supporters who are, are pledging to the tune right now of $65 a month. We have us a budget. We've broken the $50 a month barrier and um, our hope is to get back on the road and do media um, out there and bring you guys some interesting conversations with interesting people, but we like to do it in person. We like to travel and skate and compile clips and all that stuff. And the help of our supporters makes that possible. Um, we still wonder if it'll happen, but well, we pretty much know it will. Like, this is what we're doing, <laughs> even if we just have to scum. Well, we're going to scumbag it yeah, no matter either what. Way. Yeah, either but, way. Um, we'd like to get to the place where uh, Luke can quit his job. Yeah, that would be That's nice. That's a nice, nice, because Luke is the guy behind the scenes that gets it all to happen. As much as I might gripe about Podbean being quite possibly the worst podcast hosting software yeah. out there, I don't know, probably not. Um, <clears throat> uh, we, we did notice... Luke, you've been tracking. Talk about the Apple dude podcast thing, dude. The Apple, it, it you have to submit your podcast to Apple for approval. For approval, but it involves a lot of these steps. And then, like, if you get one wrong in the very beginning, then it doesn't tell you that it's wrong. You just have to like find out over the course of the month that it didn't go through. How will you find out that you've been 
accepted into Apple Podcasts. You're supposed to get an email from them saying, hey, it's on Apple. But the strange thing is we never got an email saying that, but we were looking at our statistics the other day and somehow people are listening on Apple Podcasts. Which to us says uh, 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 that some people are accessing our podcast through Apple Podcasts. Yeah, literally, if you are doing but that, But we help. <laughs> have never heard from Apple Podcasts whether or not we, we made the cut. Yeah. We've searched for ourselves yes. on Apple Podcasts. It's not there. It is. I guess. It is on there. Well, how? Someone somewhere found us on there. No, 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 Luke. No, no, no. <laughs> No, no, no. Steve Jobs did not die so that you could be asking how. Oh, yeah, I guess you must not. simply you must simply accept it in blind faith. Dude, I guess. Golly. Yes. I'm gonna so, call them this week and be like, please, what is going on? Help us. I'm saying, I mean And I've sent two emails to Podbeam, like their help support thing. Do you call look, it Podbeam? Podbean? Bean? It's beans. It's beans. Because beans are, 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 that's so cool. Cutesy, <laughs> cutesy little name, Pod yes. Bean. But nobody's ever gotten back to me. It's like two emails deep. I Maybe even three. Like, please, can you guys give us some direction? Nothing. So <laughs> I'll just call them. <laughs> and we'll just keep having a party with our friends on Facebook. Yeah, that'd be nice. And with just talking about stuff. Um, I'm Lou. I always doubt the weather. I don't believe in it. Dude. Um, I don't believe they know what's coming, even though it has been shown that they do. Yeah, well, and, uh, that's your prerogative. And and Luke, sum yourself up in some sort of thing. What's your deal? Uh, I um, I believe that survivor. we went to the moon, even though the evidence is iffy Luke, at best. Luke believes in the moon landing. Yeah, right. <laughs> you ain't still on that round earth stuff, yeah, are you? Dude. What do they call it? A globe tard? I'm also a globe tard. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's why we can't get on Apple yeah. Podcasts. Canceled. We're right. only canceled to ourselves. Yeah. They'll let other people find us yes. on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, but not ourselves. That's hilarious, yeah. dude. <laughs> I, I remember me. when I had a podcast through, through Fickle Skateboards, and I literally couldn't find my own podcast on there, even though we were on there. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. I got We got a positive comment on the live yes, stream. Yes. Love the yes. mic placement, my friend. Love you, Thomas Stansberry. Good to see you on here. Yes. Yeah, man. Hey, why not? You know, we're doing this. I love it. <laughs> Well, tomorrow is a skate day. It is wet. Ugh. It's ridiculous. So we're going to take a propane bottle yes. and my uh, roofing torch yes. out there. We're going to dry us off some runways at some place. We want to go somewhere that's fun for us tomorrow. Yeah. We were thinking of going down to the park in, in Dry Ridge, Kentucky. We, we take a big push broom, a couple of coal shovels. Yep. I'm a, I like shoveling snow with a coal shovel. Ugh. This area doesn't give you powder. It gives you slush and ice and coal shovels, a nice little scoop. And I got my whole style going. I just use coal shovels. Um, I watch uh, snow shoveling on, uh, on the short form media. And I'm like, yeah, I don't have a driveway area in my life. That's that smooth, bro. Yeah, that no. I can push one of those things at an angle and get that, you know, yeah. those are great, but like, uh, keep dreaming. And if you want to chip away with those things, there, there's so much snow I know, in dude. the shovel. I know. It winds up breaking off. I know. That's for people in Colorado. Dude. Where uh, you got powder. Yes. Well, and I have a um, I have a snow shovel that's probably 36 inches long, and it's not a shovel. It's literally just wide? pushing. Yeah, it's yeah. super wide. And when I lived in Colorado, I would clear a park in like an hour because the snow would get wet underneath. It would begin to melt, and you could literally just push the slush off. 
and we'll bring that tomorrow because that works really well and for parks. Works. Yeah, so super good. I should have the uh, Blood Clot three thousand back from the shop. <laughs> oh, That's my Burgundy Suburban. Yes, the Blood Clot three thousand. Yes. Um, so I should have the clot back in the in the fleet. Yes. Tomorrow we'll go. We'll pick it up and we'll head out to whatever spot or park we want to. And because we have this new fangly dangly iPhone twelve with one working lens, <laughs> all right, with the, the wide angle lens still works. So we'll pick up some some uh, farting around yes. on uh, on on camera. Yes. So. And uh, oh, Thomas Stansberry, who I think are you out in Texas, bro? Dude, Texas, don't man. even start with me. It's probably like seventy degrees down there. Uh... You know, <laughs> I like Texas right well. I really do. Yes, Ohio is second best best to Texas. <clears throat> yeah, as far as I remember, Thomas Stansberry is in the southern Texas burg of Houston, Houstonburg, <laughs> Houstonburg. Yeah, so. Um, props to all of our New York friends. You guys got slammed over in Buffalo. You got slammed with some heavy lake effect weather. Somebody was saying like six feet or five feet of snow. Or I heard that 25 insane. of the 50 national deaths were in Buffalo. Oh, that sucks. Dude. It's really bad. I don't even know how to conceive yeah. of like at my house. I actually went out, Jeff Wiseman, good to see you yes. on the live feed on Facebook. Um, this is going straight on Podbean. We've got our lav mics fired up. <laughs> um, I, uh, I was thinking about it. You know, I'm, I'm getting up to an age where my home is an old Victorian ramshackler, uh, like a full giant basement with three tall stories, 12-foot ceiling, 11-foot ceiling, 10-foot ceiling. And <laughs> Thomas oh Stansberry God, is roasting us. You're breaking my heart. Dog. I had to put on long pants last week. It was tough. Yeah. Up here in Ohio, uh, in Cincinnati, uh, being being right on the edge of Kentucky, just on the Mason-Dixon line, we have, I think, the best winter I could ever conceive of. Literally. Because we have the season. We have the fall. The fall is lovely. Right. It's in the 70s all the way through to November. Right. And then when it catches cold, it's like... 20 degrees and then it's like 40 and then it's like 60 and then it's like 20 yes and it's a lot of fun it, um, it really is like here it's not like snowsuit cold no go an hour and a half north and you're in indiana weather Ugh. yeah Ugh. you're in indiana weather and uh indiana weather is that straight cold you're it's nordic it's, literally it's a full winter snow stays all that stuff but here on the cincinnati uh, line with Kentucky, we get a good dose of, of that. We have uh, tons of lizards in the backyard. They're multiplying every year more and more. And, um, oh, we, we just have it so good. Um, but yeah, here, my, my house is this old Victorian and it has a gigantic hydronic heat system in it with a boiler and pipes. And man, if the pow if the grid goes down in a super cold snap, we do get the snaps yes. and those can last up to a week. And if the grid goes down, um, oh yeah, all those pipes breaking and freezing and all that stuff. I'm not down to clown. No. So, um, so I'm really thinking about doing a, a generator backup that puts power to the circuit that does the, uh, boiler lighting and recirc pump. And then if as long as the natural gas keeps flowing, 
I mean, shoot, dude, you could even build in a propane backup, I think, on this on this unit. Yes. It would be involved and expensive. But yes. Some things are worth it because once you have your hydronic system freezing, radiators and pipes breaking everywhere, you're, you're kind of, uh, you know. Yeah, that would suck. But last week I was zipping around the house and putting plastic up on the exterior and interior of certain windows. We yes. talked about louvered windows last louvered, time. Louvered, yeah, dude. Yeah, and uh, it held well. <clears throat> it was good. But today it's it's a balmy 35 degrees. I was outside sweating in just a hoodie. Yes. Which is like, love it. Literally. Love it. Literally. So, oh, Jeff Wiseman uh, comments. Yeah, an hour and a half north of us Columbus. is Columbus. And uh, yes, we agree with Jeff Wiseman. We think that uh, that uh, Columbus does suck. And he also yeah. recommends check out Predator generators. You can't beat them for the money. Those are the Harbor Freight Chinese say, made those ones. Those are the and Harbor Freighters. All you got to do is bring it home and run it. Yep. And if it's good, it's good. Right. But if it's not good, you'll know within 12 running hours. Yes. Yeah. I know. Dude. Yeah. Predators are tricky and returning them can be tricky as well. Harbor Freight is, uh, is my favorite tool store because <laughs> it's the only tool store I can afford to shop at. Yes. Um, I do have a small, a small treasured quantity of snap on tools in my kit, but I'm no, I'm no longer professionally a mechanic. I gave it all up for broadcast a broadcasting career. <laughs> a broadcasting career. <laughs> for, yeah. for commercial maintenance and yep. a broadcasting career. <laughs> so thanks to our supporters who have, have gone through. I don't know what the rigmarole is even like to support us on Podbean. Yes. I do not. Um, I think that we one day might graduate to greater and finer mechanisms of support. Yep. Um, we should we should just get a direct link for financial gifts because we have pretty much got to upgrade to a couple. My son just got a GoPro 10, 12, whatever hero number. I think a hero 10. Okay. It's totally able because it has a front facing camera on it. Oh, that's sick. That's one of the things that we've done here is even when we're um, audio casting, we put the, we put the, the iPad up here so that we can see ourselves and it helps. It helps me remember that I'm me. <laughs> and he's Luke. Yeah, it we don't helps. get lost. Yes. Yeah. And if I ever feel like maybe my argument wasn't strong enough, I can just look up and just see all the glamour. Yes. And remember yes. that if James Charles can make it, so can I. Oh my gosh. Oh, he's. Oh, he had. He went down in flames on a scandal. I'm not going to do that. James. Tra I don't even know who James Charles. He is. was a makeup dude. Oh. It was a dude teaching girls how to put on makeup so they look like girls. Oh, the problem is guy. with that whole model is, is if you're a girl, you look like a girl. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm not sure a yeah. dude is the best guy to give you your advice on that. <laughs> the, the best guy. I don't know. He was on the cover of Vogue and everything. It's oh. a weird, wild, woolly world out there. I remember that vaguely. Wild and woolly. Yes, it I truly don't, is. I'm not saying I understand it. I'm more of a Phil Robertson in a in a duck boat kind of a guy yeah. giving bad sound bites to GQ. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I'm going to go down in flames. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's how it'll happen. Is, uh, someone Can't will wait. come and hang out with me and I'll be like, well, yeah, it's all the cheeses sliding off the cracker. Yes. Yeah, our society. Yeah, that'll be fun. Society. Be fun. We don't need to borrow that trouble before it happens. No. Hey, here's a tip. Just cancel me now. Unfollow. Just, yeah, you know. Can we cancel ourselves? We have tried and so far it hasn't worked. We still have... <laughs> We still have four people watching us live, yes. and Lord knows how many people are going to tune in. Up it's kind of sick. Up to seven. Um, we mm. do way better than that. Twenty. 
We have had hundreds and hundreds of listeners in the last month. What? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, we're blowing up. Gosh. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. That's actually, I mean, but in, in yeah. terms of the giant ecosystem of, of the wide world of, of podcasting, yes, we are a, we are a, um, uh, what is the worms called? Um, in the nematode, we are a nematode, <laughs> a nematode. in the digestive tract <laughs> oh of a flea. That's what we are, right? Dude, now. hold on. There's there's worms and digestive tracts of fleas. Insects carry nematodes in their digestive tracts. These are oh. tiny, tiny worms. Yes, that's why eating bugs is bad. Is well, you need to make sure that every. I mean, it's all a good source of protein. Just but when you're eating a bug, you are likely eating. Whatever worms yeah. and other you know micronutrients we're yes. going to look on the bright side and call them micro <laughs> micronutrients are in its digestive tract, which yes. is why I prefer my crickets roasted with some garlic and some olive mm. oil, yes. a little salt on there, crispy, crunchy. I can just take some of those back to my pod where I own nothing <laughs> and be happy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know? yeah. Put on my VR goggles and live my That's real life. Right. In the metaverse. That's right. I can go back in the metaverse <laughs> and just enjoy yes, those dude. delicious roasted crickets. Yeah, it's so good. Yes. Oh, yeah. What do they call? Oh, yeah. We can have our tablet of soma. We can get into the metaverse, hang out. Luke, you're a reader. I do sometimes. Which one is it? Is it 1984 or is it a brave new world with the soma? No. Just what are we oh, what, entering? Oh. What's going on right now? Is it? There's kind of it's two schools more, of thought. It's more like a brave new world, in my opinion. Okay. I find it to be 1984 is like just overtly to totalitarian yes but brave new world is like have some soma hang out in your pod everybody can have sex with anybody it's totally fine being monogamous is stupid get into your jet mobile hang out we're gonna like do like like what do they call it like this the the laser dna like crazy splicing so you can just like make babies the way that you want them all kinds of crazy stuff like that but it's all geared in this really happy like yay bro you know what came up on my news feed from Bad. russell brand oh. the other day <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding i just couldn't help myself russell brand did the most bizarre he did the most bizarre like thing he pulled up what had to be a joke okay i, I he had to have been being punked yes um that they now are like floating in an advertisement form this idea of of making babies in um, this weird uterus pod thing yeah. that's outside of the human body. Yes. And offering people the ability to like splice their kids' genome Ooh. and things like that. Um, I forget. Well, I mean, it was like just crazy. It was like so crazy. And I thought, Russell Brand, man, talk about off the rails. Like, you're kidding. You're kidding me, dude. Well, um, and, but he was playing an infomercial about it. Yes. And it like was supporting it, like saying, yeah, we can do this. It was insane. Was I wish he... we had another device to fire up because because um, you just go into his his feed. Yes on youtube go go into russell brand okay. and then go into his feed and you'll see it. it was last week because i know i know because i was putting up plastic with us i bought myself a new stapler <laughs> all right if you guys don't know all right listen i know that dewalt was dewalt you know back and it was better than makita back when makita was the first one and then yes. dewalt became black and decker 
And then I oh, just yeah. checked out because I just want all my tools to be black and yellow. Fine. And the more DeWalt sucks, the better I like it because the fewer other guys are going to have black and yellow tools. Well, I got a DeWalt stapler made of carbon fiber and it was only like 30 bucks and, and it, it was so light in my hand. And I thought, <laughs> man, if I fall off a ladder with this, it's going to be so light on my way down to break my wrist oh my gosh yeah, dude. you yeah. gotta let go of it <laughs> gosh, i had a dear relative oh my gosh who broke their wrist terribly holding a stapler a staple gun in their hand while falling off of not a ladder yes they fell off of an end table under which they had stacked paperback books oh. it was bad it was real bad mega compound fracture it was real bad was it sticking out of the arm inches of it were oh. like three inches exposed we were right there dude it looked straight like wow you could finish off an opponent with that uh, it was that bad uh, it was oh i've seen some things dude oh yeah oh yeah don't fall off a ladder man i don't like it man every now and then anyway so i got this new stapler and i was stapling listening to russell brand and he's talking about these these like outside of the body womb units okay that are like um and it said it has the capacity for thirty thousand, and it was in this sing-songy voice and this like whole deal patrick peritori is here love it um i want to say that's an italian last name it doesn't fit greek anyway fill me in patrick also give us a phonetic pronunciation give us a transliteration of that one there snag it down for snag us it down. um love to see you on here guys so I was listening to the brother. So I was thinking like, um, it's like the question has been like, is it 1984 Italian? All right. Nice. Yeah. All right. So I grew up in the Italian area of New York. Yeah. I grew up in a big smudge. Had a friend, had a shoot, uh, he had a, uh, a golf like range and all these old Italians used to come out there and I used to be playing with the kids in the pool and stuff like that. I swear, dude, it was made men going out and having golf and drinks together. Oh it was gosh. a really interesting place to just be playing. <laughs> Heavy hitters. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah, New York was <sighs> was rough. <laughs> it, was, it was so rough in the 80s. My mom, one time, she was selling a truck. And anyway, I just, it's so funny. I got a lot of stories. None of them are really going to be fun for today. So... Yeah, I was listening to Russell Brand though, and it was yeah. nuts. It was so it was like how overtly dystopian the whole thing. But I thought it. I pronounced it perfectly. That's going to become a thing. Yes, I love it. <laughs> it I love it. And so, um, um, I, I, go ahead. No, you go. Well, I'm just doing, get in there. I just Luke. don't understand. So the Russell Brand, he was doing the commercial, or the commercial played on his thing. He was breaking down the commercial and he was he like, was commenting yeah. he was saying like is this real he was like in his british yeah. way because he's actually real? if you listen yeah <laughs> he's like he was like, you know he was saying is is this a real thing is this is this is this where we are right now that even this commercial yeah this presentation would ever be seen as anything but a dehumanizing and crazy totalitarian yes madhouse and i'm just saying it's wild and woolly and well dude you know what's even crazier but that one weighs in on the brave ahead, new yeah. world end of the spectrum it does dude. yeah i was at an ob the other day and i picked up a pamphlet and they were like you were at an obgyn yes were you were you getting palpated yes <laughs> <laughs> just 
That's all you need to know. All right, I was there. And I had a pamphlet in my hand, and it was like, hey, we can take your kids' stem cells okay. from the cord and save them. They were like, we don't know what we're going to do with them, but we can save them, and we think that this will have benefits on your kid's health like later on in life. And I was like, that's insane. Like, if your kid ever breaks his neck or something crazy, you can... Dude, how sick would it be? That would be sick, but it's also, like, on that end of the spectrum where you're, like, moving into the zone where you're like, I just don't know but about bro, this, if they bro. had taken some placental stem cells when I was born, yes. and they had just, like, held them, and then I blew out my knee, yeah, and they just swizzled it around. That's and what like they were talking shot, about. Yeah. yeah, and shot that into my knee, and then my knee got fixed by that. I would love that. That dude. would be cool. I'd love that. But That'd it, be dope. It would be dope. I'm super down, but I just am also like maybe not so super down. <laughs> I, I understand because it's a weird time right now because people are getting canceled left and right. And right. Dude, they're on number 10 of the Twitter files coming out. And like, yeah. I've got two kinds of friends on the Twitter files where my one side of friends who I love and respect and just have like tons of affection for sure are like, this is the biggest deal ever. Okay. You know, this is actually really important. And then on the other side of the Twitter files have people who are like, that's completely fake. It's already been disproven and like that. And I'm like disproven. It came out this morning at nine o'clock in the morning. Like, you know, like, yeah. and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking like, cause I know about how big a deal it was when Watergate struck. Sure. And we've already surpassed the scandal level of Watergate many times for well over 10 years, 20 years. We've had things going on that back by the Watergate standard would already have, you know, and no matter what your like political deal is, right? My, my political deal is all ruined because I've got to walk with the savior going on. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. tend to handle the political stuff in a really weird way. Sure. I fall into the disapproval zone of, of both ends of the political spectrum. And I'm happy to continue doing so until finally someone wises up and gets rid of me. <laughs> um, oh, you know, it could happen. I don't know. It happens in other countries every day. Yeah. That's um, real. It's for real. Um, but, but, uh, Train of thought, Luke. What well, we're dude, so that's okay, why hold we on, yeah, the, the, the dude. The Twitter files. Can you break down? Like, no, I can't. Okay, that's fine. Because as soon as to... I, as soon as I'm listening to someone report on the Twitter files, I go, you know, I knew that. You, you know, I figured. Okay, I mean, I sure. figured as soon as there was a Twitter, sure. That, okay, so what's being alleged is that the CIA, which has a mandate that pre that prohibits the CIA from operating on American soil okay. and on American citizens. So the CIA is supposed to do the dirty work, you know, the, the espionage yes. and the, uh, the, the propaganda for whatever agenda that level of the empire or however we want to view it yeah. is, is going to do. Right. right? Um, so, you know, that the CIA is supposed to do a lot of dirty deeds. Yeah. They're never done dirt cheap. Yeah, never. Um, so the CIA is like scary. Okay. All right. They're, well, they're called spooks. Yeah, no, they're not. Yeah, they call them yeah, spooks. Right. And I think they like it. I don't think that you're going to call a CIA person a spook and they're going to be like, hey, don't say that about me. I'm triggered. No, they're not. They're going <laughs> to say, like, Hell yeah. they're going to go like, if you only knew. Yeah, That's, right. you know, CIA. Yeah. So. And the CIA is really, man, they have some heavy stuff, you know. Just look up journalist Gary Webb, who committed suicide with two shots to the back of the head when he was reporting on a certain topic. Mm. And you'll get a feel. 
yeah. for what it's like when people begin to expose that sort of stuff. So like, I'm not a kind of guy, like for me, the cheese doesn't fall off my cracker when I discover that a government is doing shady stuff. That's just not, it's barely interesting to me. Yes. I mean, as soon as you say the government, I'm immediately thinking, oh, you mean shady stuff. Yeah, sure. Right. You know, greed, <laughs> power, yes. the, the, you know, every single one of them. I mean, right. Um, I don't have a utopian aspiration or expectation when it comes to what, what governments do. So anytime I look at government and I see scandalous, disappointing, horrible stuff, I'm like, yeah, that's, you know. You get a wide range of two candidates to vote for, uh, each one specifically, you know, groomed by the whole system to be the, the absolutely lowest, you know, form of ambition, right. combination of ambition and pragmatism. And like, so I, you know, was the CIA a part of the Twitter file? Yeah, that's you know? the thing. The FBI and the CIA are implicated in the allegations Allegation. of the Twitter files, which are coming out, that not only were FBI agents making recommendations that Twitter should block and and uh, and resorb certain accounts and limit their reach, right. but that they were also in a monetary exchange with not just employees at Twitter, but you know, like that. And that's really bad because that bridges, that breaks the veil between government and private on that, that platform. And that makes that pl whatever goes on on the platform can then fall under like election meddling laws. Yeah. But it wasn't just like election stuff. It was also um, health information. Yes. Um, I, I got rocked the other day by some, CDC data that I was reading. I was just reading CDC data from 2013, which you shouldn't do because <laughs> if you tried to post CDC data from 2013, uh, you get kicked off Twitter. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know. Yeah, and um, yeah. So actually, Chris Gurley asks he's uh, doing a good bit of whataboutism, which I don't think is illegitimate. No, uh, he says what branch of the government was snatching people off the streets in Portland? Right. I'm saying, you know. Um, I'll tell you who wasn't snatching people off the streets in Portland was the city cops who should have been enforcing the law and making things safer. I mean, when I think of that white SUV that got shot up in the in the autonomous zone, I wish that they'd been snatching people off the streets in Portland earlier. But yeah, no, it's you don't want like hooded uh, losing our humanity with the technology and use it main, main issues. We as human beings have no idea on how. Dude, for real, don't yeah. trust my government. Well, it's in the word government. You can, if you rearrange the words, it's don't trust me. Don't put your faith in human governments. In fact, it reminds me, I read this thing one, pl one place here. There is a government coming. Now, this is where we get into my peculiar beliefs about the nature of reality. And there is a government coming, but it's not here yet. But it's as good as here. It says... Um, I think it's here. Um, I'm reading from Isaiah chapter. Just the government be on his shoulder. Yeah. What is that? Is that Isaiah chapter eight or seven or something? Yeah. Basically, it says. Oh yeah, I got it. No, that's not it. It's good though. 
Well, here in Isaiah 8, 12, it says, Do not say a conspiracy concerning all that this people call a conspiracy, nor be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. The Lord of hosts, him shall you hallow. Let him be your fear and him be your dread. Mm. It is That's Isaiah. That, By the way, that's the scripture where the Rastas get the dreadlocks. Huh. Um, that's what the locks represent is the dread when you're uh, when you make him your 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 holy dread then this stuff that's going on down here I mean you may participate as a um, citizen you know and and I may I may go to the polls and, and vote my conscience um, but I I don't believe that the ultimate good or bad hangs in the midst um, Isaiah 9 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will, shall be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. I'm just saying that this is, this is the where all my eggs, that's the basket all my eggs are in. So it changes the way that I handle the, like, legit, like, it's kind of, it's batshit crazy, the stuff that's going on. <laughs> it is. But I look at that, and I look at it with, with a, a view to what's coming next that changes the way I feel about, because in Isaiah chapter, uh, chapter 8, it said, um, uh, do not be afraid or be troubled. And that's a, that's a theme that I read in the scripture. And so one thing I'm not going to do about the government being, being terrible and desperate, what's ironic is uh, I think we're looking at a time where um, if a person uh, is looking at it from uh, the perspective of the left, uh, they see t the government's doing terrible things. And if they look at it on the perspective of the right, they see the government doing terrible things. And they're both right. They're both correct. Yes. Because it's a government with right. a ton of power. And it's a people who are, uh, we, we're criminally, criminally negligent of our responsibilities, which by the way, they start, they, our responsibilities start in our own families, our marriages, hmm. our children. Clean your room. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> you know, our responsibilities start in our homes and then they bridge out to, you know, here in Cincinnati, I, I got a little bit of a reality check because by law, we're supposed to shovel our, uh, they're multitasking. Yes. <laughs> they always, they've been multitasking so long. <laughs> it's so true. Um, they're really bad at everything they do. And they're so good at that. Yes. You know, um, but uh, I was looking around and I realized like uh, people don't shovel their walks. Yeah. Um, and we're supposed to shovel our walk, you know, it took me two days to shovel my walk. It was really cold and I'm really don't have, I'm not picky about it and feel upset, but I was like, man, um, we need to make sure that we get the walk shoveled and we need to get the grandma next door's walk shoveled and right. we need to make sure that we're taking care of things. I really got to kick in the, like kick myself in the pants. I was like, you know what, man, don't just take care of my walk, but make sure Miss Lynn's walk is done and make sure that the the walks around here get done because we, you know, we have the people to do that. And I thought, you know, um, government's going to gub, you know, we have to do the stuff of taking care of each other as neighbors and loving one another, especially if our neighbors are on the one wing or the other that we, you know, don't like, but break that down. Yeah. Love the people. Actually it was, uh, the master himself. He taught us in, um, 
it's like in in the beginning of Matthew in the in the Sermon on the Mount, which is just such a such hammer. a powerful hammer to all this stuff. <laughs> he says this thing in here, and it's just it's like you you can't even get out of it. He says um. He says, uh, you have heard that it was said, this is Matthew 5, 43, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, Thanks. that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? They were like traitorous cheat sneaks. Um, and therefore, you uh, and if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? They were the worst. They were crooked IRS agents. <laughs> they were they were the guys who call your your uh, aging parents up and cheat them out of their savings. Uh, the gift card scams. Oh, That's who the tax collectors were. Right. Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. And here's that doctrine of perfection you find in the Scripture. It's couched in language about loving your enemies. Find a person who really rubs you the wrong way, who needs some help, and help them. Yeah, that's the zone that Jesus is talking about there. And so like you can see that all of this polarization is really a great setup for love really meaning something when so I'm a little hard to pin down. Um, uh, you know, I, I have enjoyed being simultaneously called a Zionist and a Nazi. <laughs> like by the same person in the same paragraph? No, by two different people, <laughs> by two different people at yes. the same time like on, on social the same media. Thread? No, they, they were on different threads. Right. Okay. It was a great honor. Yeah, that's hilarious. It really thing. was a great yes. honor because right. that meant, well, geez, I can love the heck out of whoever. And right. I'm, I'm already spanning abroad. Yes. Um, and uh, so... Uh, since that, you can see that this polarization is really a setup for love to mean something. When mm. someone who's not in your tribe, when you love them, when you're patient with them, when you help them, you're doing something that's of greater meaning than your present opinions about the stuff that's going on. Yep, that's a transcendent opportunity, mm. and um, and I understand because tax collectors were the worst people. Yeah. They were terrible people. Yeah. Um, I'm loving the, the, we got a great comment thread going I know, today. Yeah. I, people must not be at work. Okay. Um, <laughs> get a job. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you hanging out with us losers? <laughs> Nionist or Zazi. <laughs> Depends on the day, Chris. Well, it's so easy to get called things. And it's so easy to call people things. But loving someone means actually slowing down and having, I guess, maybe having the willingness to, to just die to your, 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 your garbagey tribal kicking at other people. When you do that, you're not far from the kingdom of heaven, you know? Jeff Wiseman's retired. Rock on, Jeff. Yeah, man. That's glad to have, I'm so happy. I remember sitting at the fire circle with Jeff. Um, shooting arrows into all of our heroes. Oh yes, <laughs> just yes. I love you, Jeff. I really respect the way that you handled that. I was just shooting arrows into all of our heroes. We were at a, a collectors convention together. It was a meetup of collectors. 
Love and it. I'm sitting there just ranting about how, man, we picked all the wrong people to make our heroes. And, you know, if, 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 if the, never meet your heroes is a good rule. Um, I just pick mine really carefully. Hmm. Um, I, I've picked what, my one hero is definitely Jesus in the Bible. That one, the Jesus who's written about in the Bible, who uh, has been hanging out with me. Um, good guy. I don't. I can't believe he slums with the likes of me, but he truly, does. Truly, he does. I like it. Um, and uh, well, anyway, so Luke and I are going to go skating tomorrow. Yes. Oh, Jeff says I love you too. You're one of my favorite people. Oh, that's very kind. That's very touching. I was looking forward to doing this cast today because because of the Facebook interface, we get to have an interactive yes. sort of thing to it. Yes. And we've discussed a little bit of the dystopian future, but um, I want to talk about skating. I want to talk about skateboarding. Skateboarding. Luke, have you looked at any skate media in the last few days since we cast it? Oh, dude, I was watching... Uh... I was watching Antihero's new like forty minute dealio yesterday. Um, <laughs> oh, Jameson, how are you even on here right now? <laughs> what is happening? Worlds are colliding. I love you. <laughs> I love you. That's so funny. I was watching Antihero's new dealio. I don't know, dude. I'm. 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 You, did they just release a new full yeah, length? Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Is it recent? It's pretty recent, yeah. I'm just dead on the inside. I'm not a great person to talk to about like skateboarding. Stuff I watch the crap out of skate media. Yeah. I actually started going through TikTok and and just anything I uh, was watching, I, I was just liking anything that I liked. Like as soon as I liked it, I hit the the like yeah on TikTok, and it just gives you more and more. And more. Yes, yeah. and um, I was just skeeling through, and all the political stuff disappeared, all the religious stuff disappeared. And I was just getting these clips of people doing just the sickest stuff. And I really started to get stoked. Yeah. And oh, and one thing I noticed I was clicking on that I liked uh, was when I liked the terrain. Ah. Indoors. Okay. I was sitting here this week thinking about how much I miss skating indoor yes. skate parks. Well, we and, used to have some. Well, I didn't like skating most of those. Yes. I loved my ramp room. Um, that was my one of my favorite ramps, a three foot tall ramp. Was, no, literally. You know, it was that was a fun ramp. I literally, um, dude. It was it was a good spot. Um, that goes down in history is probably one of the best main ramps ever. I, I I didn't even know I was too young. I couldn't understand it, but looking back, that one was absolutely glorious. What happened? What happened to that ramp? I can't remember how it. Did you give it away? Did somebody buy it or something? I had to tear that ramp down, and it became. Um, it became piles and piles of two by four. Oh yeah. All of the ribs on that ramp, they were all like uh 40 something, 30 something inch ribs. Um, they all wound up stacked in pile after pile after pile on my property. And they were all treated because I had taken down a vert ramp to build that ramp. And I built it in small sections so it could be moved. And I did I did take it out, set it up, and tear it down, and bring it back, and set it up again four times uh, for events. Um, I remember I, that. I used to really support a local skate park effort, um, but the local skateboard shop um, actually put up a jar um, in their skate shop just in the same neighborhood and collected money for a DIY under a bridge in 
the neighboring state while over the counter they told people that that park was never going to happen because it was a two million dollar project and i don't know if i'll ever join back into the effort to uh, promote that park because the skateboarders the influential skateboarders were against it because it was a city project and they 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 wanted to buy us for us they had this whole ethic mm. and um it was almost like if we can't own it and it can't be all ours we don't want it to happen that's a very common sure thing and that's what i saw that was my take on it i tend to have a pretty solid take on things and that was so ugly and so disappointing to me that i'm i'm just not going to deal with uh the the cincinnati skateboarding like league at that level ever <laughs> like i mean i don't know if i'll ever do that again maybe i will but it definitely um, isn't like you can work in Cincinnati with the skateboarding community in any sort of way. Yeah. Um, it, it's very Midwest. It's very like um, all hours or nobody's at all. It's very zero sum game. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had even sat down with the leader of that whole group and said, like, this can be your skate park with your name on it like this. You can you know, this whole thing can be yours. And, and it was just like, no, man, we're we're going to do what belongs to us entirely. And they have like tons of city beat articles about them and like that. None of it tells the rest of the story, though. I've always wished for someone in skateboarding media to come out and like kind of tell the rest of the story about scenes like Indianapolis and Cincinnati. Right. There's people there. There are people who dread the possibility that the real story would ever come out. But since it is that way, I'm not going to, I'm not going to want to, you know, come out and I'd rather like something like moving forward would be <laughs> great. It's just that I, I really feel like if I support uh, another, if I support a push for a multi-million dollar city park that really serves the kids, you know, the, the kids who need it the most, that's what bothers me the most about the whole thing is you got kids who are pre-diabetic and need a skate park down the street from them. Right. They, they can't get on a bus. It's like a three bus transfer to get to the DIY they were collecting for. Right. I, the whole thing breaks my heart and it stymies my mind. Like it really does. Cause there was a, an amazing, and the shops wouldn't come together either. The shops were like, one shop is like, Oh, I can't do anything. If they, if that one shop finds out I did something, they're going to really make my life hard. And I'm like, well, life is hard. You know, yeah. life is hard, highness. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. but no, it's just cowardice and garbage and wow, such a bummer. Yes. So I built a ramp room for a while. Everyone was invited. Nobody dared show up except for some shows we did. <laughs> um, I had people tell me, like, if I come here and start going to this thing, I'm going to wind up getting in trouble. Turns <laughs> out, I don't think it's this way anymore, but it used to be in skateboarding, you could get in trouble. <laughs> if a certain skate shop found out that you liked something, jeez, <laughs> what a what a zoo! I know. Dude, I know that literally. We, we have listeners who can actually relate to this sort of thing. I, if you're a listener and you live in an area where you cannot relate to that, you know what? Con freaking congratulations! Yeah, good for you. You have, man. A, you have it so easy. Yeah, good for you. You bro. might think that way because you just play along with it, though. If you're a coward. And you just play along with it and you don't like stand up for the larger ethic, then pff, I criticize, I criticize you. <laughs> I criticize you. 
cowardly, feel the hate. <laughs> cowardly negligent skateboarder. As long oh as you gosh. get yours, you don't care if some fat kid gets theirs. Oh, oh man. Oof, dude. Seriously. It, is, it really is like that. Well, the man. only thing necessary for evil to prosper is for good men to do nothing. Yep. That's like uh, Sir Edmund Burke, I think. Or like Paul Revere. Yeah. <laughs> or, it's uh, like Ben... Ben Joshua Hamilton. Ben Washington. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true, dude. And it's so true. The devil owns the fence. And it makes life way more stressful and way more difficult. And it's this is it, man. That's You got to kind of stick your flag in the ground somewhere and make a stand. You know, just remember the Alamo, folks. Hammer down. Did you just say... <laughs> remember the Alamo. No, you just said the <laughs> devil owns the fence and it really is true and it's so Bro. hard because dude it's so easy to just be like okay i'm gonna go skate this is all about me i just want to skate i don't have to worry about all this junk and so hedonism. you just do that yeah it is it's all that's like, hedonism like it says as long as i'm having a good time then that's all that matters right guys like me are not hedonists we, no. we look at this ocean of kids who don't even skateboard yet and we yep. think about how skateboarding impacted our lives yeah back when i was a kid and i was cutting myself just for a feeling of control yeah and well, and it was suicidal I, yeah i could have been controlling my <laughs> kickflip <you know? laughs> and and then i would get on a skateboard and i would not feel that way yeah and I think of all the kids who are struggling, you know, mental health has become a major, major boondoggle, man. Yep. And I'm like, you know what helps mental health is the release people get by getting out there and, and being rad on their skateboards. Yep. And um, I'm looking at it and I am just not seeing, right. you know, um, you know uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Jameson Bradford writes, the man said, but I sat on the fence. I chose neither you nor him. And Satan said, that's okay. I own the fence. Truly. What a what a terrible waste of life it is for you to choose to go along to get along yep. with the powers that be when their alignment is detrimental not only to these vulnerable people who are in need, but who are invisible to you. Right. Because they're not in your scene. Right. But it's also detrimental to themselves. Do you know how grateful a man would be to the person who stood up to him and said, hey, you are aligning yourself with destructive things that are going to wind up costing you so much more than you can imagine. Yeah. That unpleasant, prickly period of time during which that, that person would hate you hmm. is well worth it in their later years when maybe on a sick bed yeah they might look back on their life and say you know what is there anyone that said something true to me yeah you know as they burn through you know these guys a lot of these guys who run things in skateboarding they're a wreck yeah they are not people to be angry at yeah or admire right i mean yes they have amazing frontside five o's big ollies controlled kickflip back, back foot catch good on you buddy yep but their lives are a mess yep. and they need god they need truth they need love they need they they need you know they've achieved respect without achieving respectability yeah and it's criminal to respect them you know and it's like well lou man we just do this for fun uh turns out fun yeah is not the greatest organizing 
principle. Yes. Fun <laughs> might be your organizing principle. We're talking to skateboarders, I guess, to yeah. some extent. And if you're a skateboarder and your organizing principle has been fun, yeah. um, you may do well enough. You may think you did well enough, but man, that's, that's the stuff of deathbed regret. Yeah. You've got to get better organizing principles, yeah. foundational principles. Like, clean your room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, we should get a soundbite of that and just play it every oh, once in a while. We need to get, <laughs> yes. we need to get uh, uh, that, that going. There has to be a way. Yeah, like soundbite. One of these days we're going to have one of them Tascam things. Yeah, dude. And we're going to have some you of know, that. Hit a be, clean your room. Yeah, yeah dude. For now, I just, yes. we, do, we just do... Um, That's fine. What are dude. they called? Impressions? impressions yeah, right. we just do impressions. Well, you, you know what's funny about what you're talking about too? Like it's easy to like in the language that we're talking about this to feel like it's going to be really intense to do this, but it really doesn't take too much to... Even just being nice to a kid at the skate park, just oh. like start there. Oh, you know what I, I mean? Just I, I have to say, a lot of the people that I have in mind as I discuss this from my own personal right. like experience, right. they are good to that kid. Right. They do have that going on. Yeah. They really do. That Nobody is all one thing. Yeah. They do. Already those deeper fundamental driving principles are there. Sure. They just haven't finished integrating yeah. having integrity integrating yeah. those organizing principles into the larger spectrum of their lives yeah lots of times it's because of reasons that have to do with things that that, that got done to them or happened to them yeah that are super hard absolutely and it is not hard for me to feel a lot of compassion for people on the way that they get slaved into this sort of like disintegrated life yeah i mean i had to have help so people accused me of using jesus as a crutch in my life i love that and i was like a crutch the guy's a stretcher yeah he's right. a he's freaking he's <laughs> i'm in a coffin bro right like, absolutely i i got a i got an absolute mulligan today yeah fresh starts every day yeah i have a fresh start button in my life that i can 20 times a day right i believe in starting fresh and accepting and moving on and receiving forgiveness. And that's why it's a salty mix though, because at the same time as I receive forgiveness and, and experience not having, like I don't carry a lot of weight of anger around mm. with me yeah. at people, but <laughs> you think you can behave publicly in the ways you behave publicly and then nobody's gonna say anything yeah, come on man um i don't like i don't like putting people on blast but i love putting behaviors attitudes alignments on blast yeah i love for us to think more deeply about attitudes and alignments of yeah. our character yeah i love that yeah that's a passion in my life so you know notice that i'm not using names yeah because the same people that i could name who have done some of the, the behaviors and alignments i've i've seen yeah. are also the same people who do some of the other really great things. Yeah. And um, I believe that in the end, the books will be opened and the book of life. And I believe that uh, people uh, can experience and be recipients of redemption in a snap of a finger, the blink of an eye, yeah. you know, and um, people, people are sliding into the kingdom with Jesus all the time on very thin skin you know <laughs> yeah, really are the, there was a thief at the right hand of jesus on a cross one of three yeah and all, he barely he barely exhibited any 
any in any like Christian anything. Yeah, right. And he's there today. Yeah, you know. So I wasn't even baptized. I've got reverence. Yeah, I've got reverence for the deathbed confession. I've got reverence for for squeezing on in there by the skin of your teeth. I have huge reverence for that. Yeah. I think it's probably the majority of people who will be redeemed in the coming judgment are going to be people who just said like, Oh Jesus. And they were only half cursing when they said it, you know, and, and, and then, and they die, you know, it's like their dying breath yeah. and they're standing next to their lifeless body wondering like what happened and someone grabs him by the hand and he's like you rang <laughs> yeah you rang <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> when i when i read the scripture i run into this and i'm like this isn't greasy grace this is like unbelievable you know yeah oh jeff wiseman throws i love jeff's comments yeah, especially too. lately on religion jeff's jeff's got a heartful yeah. going on and i love i love the interaction with him um People have fallen by the wayside. You know, one of the things that really holds people back from the kingdom, and this is, we should dispel this best we can. Okay. The bad examples that you see from leadership in the professing Christian community, yeah. don't let that hold you back. Yeah, come on now. Like, you're going to see the worst examples from the people who profess the faith the strongest. Yeah. And... Um, it's a good opportunity for me to dispel the chance of being a hypocrite. Yes. You know, um, I am, I am a barely Christian man, hmm. a struggling Christian. Yeah. Um, I don't think that any authentic believer in the savior is going to have a different confession. Yeah. So when you walk with the savior and he shines his light in your life, you appreciate more and more deeply the rescue that the cross on which he was crucified is yeah. it's it's a rescue it's an absolute scoop up rescue situation and folks who think they've got a handle on it and and start to see it in a different light might be walking in a false light there are other lights to walk by true and um problem is that people who think like that don't get put in charge of stuff yeah they're no good for pr i know you can't bottle up and press into pills and potions and lotions that kind of <laughs> that kind of humility that is engendered by an authentic walk with the savior you can't you can't bottle that up and you can't sell that because it's not a therapeutic life quality improvement um you know doing well by doing good i think that from what we just read in matthew 6 um that jesus is jesus is not offering us a life improvement plan and anybody who tries to turn it into one is uh i think they're uh uh, they're running a risk of working for the other guy. Yeah. Counterfeiting is a problem it when is. it comes to spirituality and the Jesus who's described in the scripture. Yeah. And I do believe that the scripture is reliable to the point of authority. I do. I do believe that. Yeah. Um, I did the work. I wanted to know and I looked into it. Um, I do not want to run. I don't want to be an uh, apologist. Um, there are other guys who are better at it. Red Pen Logic. Yeah, or my guy Mike Winger. Mike Winger and Red Red Pen uh, Red Pen Logic are terrific apologists. And um, if you are interested in that, go type in Mike Winger or uh, Red Pen Logic Dude. on uh, YouTube. Um, Red Pen is awesome because he does short form, three minute oh, pieces. Sick. Yeah, and uh, Mr. B, <laughs> Mr. B, Mr. B at Red Pen Logic is absolutely terrific. He takes some of the 
most important things and he puts them in really good short form yep and he is uh he's a, a friend of mine yes. he's been a friend to me yes uh he doesn't know me yet but he's been a friend to me yeah along the way so that's the way i feel about mike if you're looking for a little bit more long form yeah he's super long form long form dude the guy puts in the work i really care about mike i he hope does. i get to meet him and just give him a hug one day he's been he's so sick seriously we we actually should uh probably put links someday we'll have a website where you can go for christian shit you know we'll have a drop down that says christian shit and you can oh look gosh, at that dude. and you can you can you can access some of the some of the material that we think is really good um and um you know on and on it goes oh you know what people could also go to like the news and current events and uh, check out links to russell brand oh. <laughs> if you dare if you dare kids and big kids that's the only type of people there are two types of people kids and big kids yes none of us are anything different than we were in the seventh grade hmm. let's admit it yeah let's admit it and let's let's take a deeper look in our lives and uh let's think about things and get some perspective i don't know if you're going to crack a bible along with me um i'll tend to crack the bible here and there because that's how i live that's how i think um and uh i do tend to i do tend to peruse deeply the holy writ the holy writ it, it is uh those are to me what do they call them what kind of principles organizing principles organizing principles Clean your like room. <laughs> yes see that's where that would come in yes dude <laughs> from disorder to order my friends it's not uh that's the thing about jesus for me is that he doesn't call me from disorder to order he calls me from darkness into light darkness into light he yes. promises to put me in order yeah and he often takes me through really rigorous things on purpose yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me yeah and you know he often takes us through things things like what he went through and um just really good you know so if you're a winston churchill said the coolest thing he said if you're going through hell keep going keep going i love that yeah because it, I, I, you know, a lot of times Jesus winds up walking me through the valley of the shadow of death. A strange place to find yourself if you're truly a, a sheep in the flock of the good shepherd. And so often in my life, I find myself going through the valley of the shadow. I know a man um, who is one of the few people I would call righteous in this world. <laughs> and, uh, of, and he has got, uh, absolutely got a tiger by the tail. He runs a... Um, he runs uh, a, a food pantry mm. and a scroungy little church and a preschool. He and his wife are just like true, like doing all the good stuff, true. put us all to shame. And um, so, of course, this week his pipes froze and he had six inches of water in his whole house yeah. during the coldest part of the whole thing. And he put up a Facebook post today. I, I found it. And he just was showing like all this stuff happened and um he had to reach out for help and it was tough and it was hard and it was like man all this stuff and this guy goes from broken down car to broken down truck to broken down van to fix the car to the car broke down again yeah. you know that's like just the way it is and i i look at him and i'm like man um 
man, I, you know, like, I don't want it to be that way for me. And then I remember Jesus and I think he might say to me something like, um, that's kind of how it is when you follow the guy who's like trademark was being crucified. Yeah. And I, I think I fall, my, my own alignments fall far more in the uh, health and wealth and superficial stuff, you know, and, and so, you know, I got, I've got to kind of catch myself. Before you wreck yourself. I gotta, before I wretch myself. <laughs> I wretch. Catch I myself re before I wretch myself. <laughs> it's true, dude. No, I feel the same way. I do. It sucks, man. When it sucks, it really sucks. Stuff doesn't work out and you wish it would and you're looking at everybody else and you lose perspective and... I get mad. Yeah, you get mad. You're really I mad because yeah. it turns Ooh. out I get mad because I'm scared. Yeah, me too. Dude. Oh, man. All it takes is like... Like, you know, you really, I just want my truck to run. Is that so much? You know, actually, yeah, you need your truck to not run sometimes because something inside you has to grow. I'm talking to me. Yes. Right no. Now. And me. Oh, you have a non-running truck. I do. It's broken my spirit. I'm a shattered soul. That's good. Yeah. No, it's, it's no, right. because I read that. I read, he said in Matthew, same chapter God, area there, God. he says, blessed are the poor in spirit. spirit. Yep. And that that feeling of everything being together when everything's working out right. That's when I think if we, if we believe this stuff, we should start getting nervous. Yes, I know. Uh, we should really start getting nervous and looking for how to help other people is about the only way to be safe. If things are going so well and prosperous is to, is to help other people. Yeah. I was thinking one of the most dangerous things that can happen in a human life. And this is attested to in the world is um, that you get really rich. Oh, yeah. yeah right. That's been shown like outside of religious study. Yeah. It's been shown that getting really rich is really, really tough to navigate. Very tough and even tougher than poverty. Yeah. Um, and uh, about the only way to safeguard yourself if you get really rich is to become le le a lot less rich by doing things that you really know are good things you yeah, know right like how many wells can i build in areas of appalachia or africa or yeah, places like that how I many know. how many kids can i can i get out of slavery in the cobalt mines uh, you know yeah. if i'm gonna buy a tesla I'm, okay i'm offsetting carbon but how do i offset the slavery Labor, that goes yeah. into the cobalt <laughs> and lithium mining yes on my tech because you know what Oh, it's bad. Well, I mean, that's actually a thing. It is. Dude. I was freaked out. I learned about that last week. I was uh, looking into things and um, I'm like, you know, uh, like if I get this Tesla, I mean, this phone I use. I know. Like I tend to buy used phones. Um, it, it probably does not reduce anything, but... Like I'm happier with a used phone because that's one more kid that didn't spend a day slaving. You know, it's not, it's not, I made no difference at all. There's nothing. Well, but and like, if you really go, if you really drive that to refusal, it's like, where are your boots made? Where's my, where's the Carhartt hoodie that I'm wearing made? Where are the parts for my truck being made? Like it's all China. It's all, it's all that, you know, like it, it's really dark. It's really a dark world. And, and like to be, if you were like, okay, I'm not going to support like slavery or any of this dark stuff at all, you would have to make like $500,000 a year because the stuff that you'd have to buy would be so expensive, dude. It's really gnarly. Or go ahead. you'd have to have a lot less stuff. stuff. Right. And at, and a byproduct would be, you'd be a lot less involved yep. in the world around you. It's true. But I couldn't even get skateboard wheels almost. Yeah, no, it's like actually really... natural manufacturing. I think is who makes uh, wheels over there in Connecticut, Baltimore. I thought that speed 
lab. Speed okay, labs, makes... they're made by natural, I think oh, it they is, are. or, or, uh, or uh, I forget. creative. Okay. Creative urethane, I think it is. And that's American made? Yeah. Oh, that's um, cool. They are. They're made in Baltimore or uh, Connecticut or somewhere like that. Yeah. Um, I used to know. I used to know it all. Remember when you used to know? Oh, forget it, dude. Yeah, forget forget it. it. I, what's neat is uh, Luke got me a great Christmas gift. He got me a shop vac. My oh. shop vacs have always been used and broken. Yeah. Now I have a fresh new one. I'm going to get a bunch of filters for it. Yes. And I'm going to I'm going to clean my workshop. Yes. And then um, Luke and I are going to haul out the bottom mold off my press. We're going to repair where my mold has been wearing, and. Uh, Luke's going to go to the steel yard and grab me two pieces of uh, proper C channel. I will. Or at least we'll go together. That'll be funner. Because I just suck at getting things done. Dude, that's so much better when you're with somebody else. I hate doing crap by myself. For real, for real. For realsies, dude. Yeah, and um, we're not going to uh, start a skateboard brand. Uh, Captain Lou Custom, Custom Skateboards will be going, but um, I don't think we'll do more than five boards a month. No. And... Uh, but we'll definitely do a slug of of boards that um that we that we ride. <laughs> yeah, dude, and that'll be fun. We'll just like do it until it feels stressful, and then we'll stop right at that point. You know what I mean? Maybe that's not the best. Metric. This morning, Luke and I, as afternoon, we went through uh the financials on like if everything were already selling, what would a twenty board a day, twenty days a month board brand look like? And we looked and we saw the great big bottleneck is getting it to sell. Yeah, it's hard. Um, but it, dude, here's how. It's a good living. It is. And, and if you could run like a YouTube channel or a podcast like this and you already had a base of, like, you know, if you had a thousand people who tuned in every month, I bet that you could definitely begin to move more. That's what Revive well, did. If you look at Revive Skateboards, yeah. uh, first Revive started in Cincinnati as Revenge. I forgot about that. Dude. They did. And it was just this lovely chap. A happy chap yep. of of moderate skill in skateboarding, um, and that was Andy. Yeah, and he was just Andy, and he did these little quirky. Uh, and it was YouTube was new. Yeah, and Andy got in on the on the ground floor. Yeah, and he killed it. He made content that was that was fun for a certain niche to watch. Kids. Yep. Yeah. Um, I never. I never enjoyed watching those videos um, because for me, skateboarding is something I did. Yeah. And I never enjoyed filming because skateboarding is something I did. It only existed to me when I was doing it. Right. And um, that's a weakness in my content creation. Oh, okay. You yeah. know, I have the good looks for a great skateboard uh, oh gosh, channel. Dude. I mean, there's all this glamour, you know. Look at the glamour. I mean, there's no, I do no service to the truth and denying the obvious fact that I'm a high glamour individual. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's just, we'll just let that one sit for a minute. It's people fine. like people can't look away like, cause it's a car crash. Yes. Yeah, um, but, oh but um, Andy got in and he, and he, he started revenge. Yes. Then he had to rebrand it. He started doing decks. Was there, there another company called There was Revenge? already a Revenge Skateboards. And so That's he, yeah. he rebranded it perfectly with okay. Revive. Yeah. Which was much more positive. I like that. And yeah. much more like kid level. Yeah. Um, super, super good. And I think those guys just did a great job at doing YouTube content. <laughs> and then their boards were made in, in factories. And uh, I, I think that they probably warehouse them and ship them from their Cincinnati 
place. Yeah. And that's a business model. But, but they really not... weren't a board brand. Well, they were more like a YouTube company with a, a boards that you could get. They were the highest selling brand of skateboards in America for some number of years running. Wow. Yeah. Uh, were they a board brand? Yes. They had boards that were branded and sold very well. I guess so. Um, but were they a skateboard company? I don't know. That depends on what you, you want to right. what you want. I, I personally set out to kind of redefine that yeah. as having instead of like two tiers, big companies and small companies, which right. is just a brand right. to say there's something better than a brand is someone who's directly accountable to you for the quality you're feeling that when you call them, you're talking to the person whose hands made what you're riding. Yep. And these are always going to be smaller ops of higher quality and higher character than the board brands are. And I, I was a little bit savage, you know, and saying like, this is not just some mass made, uh, uh, mass made, mass produced heat sticker, yep. China, Mexico, California, you know, uh, we promise our boards are made in the USA and then they're just made in Mexico or China or California. And then the guy, the big guy who makes them all in Mexico is going to go and he's going to put on a, a janitor outfit or something. And he's going to do a special video about how special the boards are that are coming out of his not made by skaters, mass produced, right. punky, junky, flexy, off center. All of it is. And you know what? It's fine because the, the thing that makes your skateboard good is you. Hmm. These things are not aerospace technology. You can yes. rip on whatever one of them you want to. True. You know, and um, what's ironic is it's the it's the craft maker who really puts attention to the thousands of an inch to every single one of them, who's telling you that doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, now I don't have I don't have that work. So when I tell you that, um, I'm actually promoting things like I mean I'm not going to put boards up for sale maybe ever again in my life. Um, but I will tell you right now that outfits like Life Skateboards with, you know, Life Skateboards that makes the boards I like to ride. This is 11 inches wide. Um, I love it. Um, that's, they're that way. You're talking to the people who make them. Yeah. And um, I don't understand. I've seen how even shops that pretend to be friendly work against that level of quality and that level of relationship between a skater and their skateboard maker right. at the counter. Yeah. The number one place I see is the skate shop that pretends that they back the local board maker, regional board maker, the way that they, they ditch that aside. Yep. And I had a guy working at a skate shop pull me aside one day and tell me, he's like, I just want to let you know your boards are never going to sell out of here again because um, we had a private, a private meeting together and all of us who work the counter were told to push the sales away from the maker made skateboards like that. They, we were told that cannot exist. Can't exist. Was there a reason? Yeah. Because, because the legacy of the big brands is in jeopardy. If re, if, a, if top tier quality and customer relationship is established in the world, that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard of it's, in my life. It's not because the 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 <laughs> fundamental driving principle of a lot of the skateboard industry is legacy. Yeah, but you would imagine if you went into a skate shop and you had the entire echelon. You could get all the big boys. You could get the super cheap, total bullshit shop deck, or you could have a eighty five dollar option as well. The fact that you have that range 
actually accents the different selections. You know what I mean? You would make more money all the way around. You'd probably sell more real decks that way. You know I was, I mean? you know, you here's what happens. All right. This happened in two shops. One of them, I built a display, yes. you know, for them. I built a POP and put 25 decks in there and it was selling at least 10 decks a month were selling. Right. Um, and the other one, I, I started them off with a 10 pack for a great price break. And I've told that story before. Yes. What happens is if you put up like, say like this never happened, say an Ohio skate shop puts up a made in Ohio. Cause right here in Cincinnati, we have, we have a, a company that makes longboards, beautiful, beautiful, much more beautiful than my work longboards. So I put them on there, put mine on there. Life is within two hours of here. Put life on there. And, sure. then, and then that the skate shop does the work of selling these boards for $85 a piece. And they'll find that they start to really sell. The skate shops, they want to go on the distro and get whatever's 40 bucks a board now, 42 sure. bucks a board. Used yes. to be 27. Yes. They want to get whatever's cheapest and just sell that at the best margin they can. They can sell those out at 62 and and they have a reliable, low effort, just order and go thing. And they'll always say like, well, the kids don't want that. Right. You know, they're wrong. The kids want whatever you tell them they want. Yes. You are the retailer. Right. You are the advertiser. That counter is the most powerful place in the market until someone starts making media yeah. and starts to promote. Look at what, what Revive did. Revive did an end run around that entire counter. Yeah. And shop, shops that vowed that they would never have anything to do with Revive now carry Revive on the wall. Right. You know, they made an end run around it by creating a direct relationship with people, even though their boards were, look, the boards are garbage. <laughs> They're garbage. Yeah, They're was, pure garbage. But right. the stoke of a kid yeah. who got stoked right. to make the kickflip the very first thing he learns on his board. What are you guys doing? It's fine. Right. Yeah. It's, fine it's fine. Right. Right. Um, you know, but the thing is, like, why cap on Revive? If they want to teach kids that kick flipping is the beginning of skateboarding yeah. and be like that, we could we could do the same thing yeah. and teach kids that carving and sliding right. and going fast and, right. and being rad and surfing. Yes. Th those are the first thing in skateboarding. But yes. we didn't. Sure. We blew it. I blew it. Well, I blew my opportunity yeah, to like, do that because yeah. I, I was busy trying to create a new tier. Right. And I was getting uh, a lot of pushback. Yes. And then the the pushback closed in on me. I, I, I still, I still don't feel safe to go down to the, the bar and have a beer with my wife. Sure. I don't know who's going to come up and bump my table or push me or shove me or whatever's going to happen because I, it's so easy to piss off the big boys. I know. Dude. They're so fragile I and know. they're so violent. Yes. You see right through it. It's lonely on the top blue. Those are literally words that have yeah, been said. I know, dude. Publicly. It's so, so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's lonely. I, dude, I still hold that if you were a shop and you had all the options that were available to people. If you give yeah. people options, it will actually increase your sales because every time that yeah. somebody buys a board, they feel, they feel like they're picking a side. You know what I mean? They're like, oh yeah, I either really like the Maker Man or I really like Anti-Hero or you know, Real Wood or whatever. So I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna pick a side, I'm gonna keep on buying this side because that's what I like. You know, And it drives sales up for everybody. It doesn't make any sense. It sincerely doesn't make any sense. Like no, it didn't. fiscally, it does not make any sense at all. No, I literally almost got punched in the face straight in the coffee shop right next to my house <laughs> because I said to the big boy, I said, hey, look, I know that my social media has stepped on your toes yeah. and I'm willing to apologize 
publicly for anything you want to talk about, you can convince me I was wrong. Sure. All right. I'm willing to engage that. So you and I, we have what we call in business a rivalry. Yeah. But in, in life, your kids could play with my kids. Yeah. We could drink on Thursdays. Yes. And together, you could you can advertise to the cool guys. Yeah. I can advertise to the kooks. Yeah. You can rip on me and I can rip on you. Right. And we can high five. Yes. And skate together. And as the sales go through the roof on both sides, I don't understand. He reared back with his fist and he he got asked by the coffee shop not to come in if he was going to behave like that. He mm. reared back with his fist. Told That's me, cool. I, he told me that I better step back right now. That's He's going to drop me. That's 100% public. I have correspondence from the coffee shop. You know, and by the way, I've never been hit in the face by any of these people. That's a favorite story around here that I've yeah. been hit in the face. Right. That's why I disappeared. Yes. No, 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 no. But I, I could get hit in the face. Yes. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. If I show up on one of these with a big old black eye and some missing teeth or like that, because that's what happens when grownups fight. Dude. I lose teeth. I get broken face. I happened in fifth grade. I got my face broken by a seventh grader, got my tooth Tooth broken out by a seventh by a seventh grader when I was in the fifth grade, or I was in the, I was in the fifth grade. Yeah, bro, a lot of difference between a fifth grader and a seventh grader who's been put back a year or You're two. Really he was like ninth dude. grade size. Yeah, dude. You know, yeah. I'm not sore about it. I no. wish him well. I hope he's well. I, yeah, I, know, I think dude. he may have died. No, I yeah, was diabetic. That sucks. No, I care. I know. I do. I feel that too, dude. I've cleaned my room. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, no, Luke, you're right. You're right. And it's true. I, I like telling the guy, I'm like, hey, we have a business rivalry. I said, together, we could literally, by picking on each other, yes, by keeping up the business rivalry, we would ensure that very few boards from very few, very uh, any other brand yes. ever sell here. Literally. Ever. Right. I mean, Zoomies I know. was ready to open an account with me. Yes. You know, right. like we were ready to open with Zoomies right. just as a small workshop right. and not a single shop in Ohio cared to carry any of my product. Now, some, some shop owner right now is going to go, oh, I would, I would, I would, I would. Yeah. No, you wouldn't have. Yeah. Like I remember yeah. I was there. If you would have carried my product, then you would have picked up the phone and you would have called me and said, hey, we'd like, we'd like to carry your product. That, that never happened. And in fact, if you would have carried my product, then you would have stood up and said, "Hey, uh, you can't be you can't be threatening a guy's life or doing these sort of things in this market." You know? Yeah. Um, nope. There was none of that. And um, dude, wouldn't it have been so cool? Like, imagine this. Imagine you give it to a guy, and you're like, "Hey, man, listen." Once a month, we're going to meet. We're going to hold this rivalry with each other. But then yeah. we'll meet once a month to game plan. And then at the end of like a year or two years or five years, you guys collab. We do an event together. Uh, an event together. Uh, we do a grill and chill. Yes. yes Everyone dude. shows up ready to grumble. They're yes. Like, yes. Yes, dude. Everybody yeah, shows up ready to they're rumble. They're all like yes, Jetson sharks ready to yes, rumble. And dude. we start eating and, and uh, yes, quaffing, quaffing wobble pops. Yes, dude. Everyone is having the greatest time. Yes. And at the end, you release a deck. And it's a collab between the two. And it's like all high fives and like so sick, dude. So I actually, sick. I, I was ready to float those ideas and more. That was the same guy that I offered all the credit for the uh, skate park to. Yeah. And it just was like, once I posted something on Facebook that reflected badly on the ideas, ethics, and behaviors of mainstream skateboarding, it was over. Like, 
the the feeling of being you know threatened legacy because look around here we had a thing in the 90s where um <clears throat> basically the brand from the 90s consolidated had some am riders who didn't make it in california and they came back here to completely uh take over here and one of them did it by owning skate shops the other one did it by turning himself pro on his own brand and capitalizing on being the first pro from you know the midwest and both of them yikes had very very large flaws in the ethics of their approach in terms of business ethics yeah in terms of social and cultural ethics but you know that's what you got from the 90s yeah and uh both of them i had a collaborative disposition toward yeah. when i when i was entering into the market and both of them pulled out the stops with unethical bullying tactics toward my customers and toward me personally. And um, I don't know. I'm fine with it. I got 10 fingers, 10 toes today. Yep. Didn't get punched in the face. Right. I'm willing for that to happen, except that not. I don't want my wife to get hurt yeah, or no. even to get a beer spilled on her. Yep. So I'm, I'm very careful about that. I do prioritize returning home alive to my family yep. and staying alive at my front door. Yeah. Um, so th there are measures in place to ensure a higher viability, but I really, I don't have hate uh, about those things, but I'm out of that market right now. I, I left that market behind in 2019. Yeah. Really burned out. Yeah. Cause I had achieved international sales and like that, but creating the sales through sales work and then making all the sales yeah. was, uh, solo dolo yeah i was looking down both barrels of success and it did not look good yeah yeah i shut down a, a growing brand in 2019 and said uh you know what do i do now and it was okay i'm just gonna fix harleys and ride harleys until something comes up yeah knowing from 2017 that podcasting is probably a better fit i like making the media yeah i like talking about skateboarding and i love getting us like elevated yeah a little bit um and getting some of those what do i call them uh, organizing, organizing principles, principles clean yeah. your room <laughs> um, i like i like getting that going and i want to crack the bible with you fools yeah and uh, i want to share from some of what makes me tick yeah so yeah well look at us 85 minutes into a 90 minute limit Jeez. thank you pod bean bean look we want to finish this uh up by thanking um Today, today's podcast brought to you by uh, the sponsors. Sponkers. Today's sponsors are uh, Life Skateboards. Be a lifer, get a Life Skateboard. True. Um, they are what I ride. I love the Life Concave. And uh, my own Fickle Concave is available by that name on the Life website today. Um, I am family with Life Skateboards because Brother Sam Cook. Koch. Coke. Cook. Uh, is, uh, he is a brother from another mother, and uh, we love that guy. Yep. And we back Life Skateboards and Sam and Casper because they make the boards well. They make them the right way. I believe there's a right and a wrong way. I think that factory-made skateboards are inferior. Oh. And if you don't like that, well, then just beat me up in the street, throw my board in the garbage, slash my tires, and steal my boots. These are all things that have been promised. Also, you can choke me till my eyes come out on my cheeks.
<laughs> so life skateboards. Yeah, really, <laughs> holy shit, dude. People Those are all it. things that have been publicly promised to be done because dude. I I wrapped that line. Guys, kill your heroes, cheap creepers, <laughs> man, dude. Our supporters. We want to thank the following supporters who've brought us up to a high bar, sixty five dollars a month. We are rolling in it. Truly. Um. We're gonna save up twenty four months worth of that and uh, and and pile it all up. It'll be a nice little brick like this, and we'll take it. We'll sit on it. Oh my gosh! Like uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, exactly. yeah. K D D Y P K W N is our first supporter there that we want to thank today, as well as R S A P G K C R. Well, these are the the names that people have put in as their supporter name. Thank you. We appreciate you. Uh, here's one. Uh, this is actually written in English words. <laughs> this is Jared Nelson from, yeah. uh, of Drang Skateboards, a yeah. skateboard maker himself. We've got mad love for Jared Nelson and many thanks to you. Sean Gibson. He's a friend and a rider of Fickle Skateboards and now he rides Life Skateboards as well. And uh, Sam Cook, the owner, operator, and main dude of Life Skateboards. Uh, we thank all of you five people for your monthly support of uh, the Captain Lou podcast. And um, this is uh, Captain Lou oh. signing off with, yeah, what's Real that? quick. It has to be. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I'm panicking. Uh, no, um, if people want to ask questions, we do have an email, captainlouquestions at gmail.com. Oh, it's as simple as Captain Lou, C-A-P-M-L-E-W, Captain Lou questions yes. at gmail.com. Send in your questions to yeah. Captain Lou questions at gmail.com. We would be stoked yes. to put those at the front of our episodes. Yeah. Um, we don't have any yet. That's fine. It, it's It'll fine. come or something. I don't know. If you it. build it. <laughs> yeah, it would kind of. Well. We're at 89 minutes of a 90-minute limit, so Let's we're going to be thing. signing out on Podbean. Oh, Keth Patrick Peratori, he <laughs> says <laughs> that it has been a good show. Thank you, Patrick, and thank you, Jeff Wiseman. We want to thank the folks that have been with us live here. Um, love it. Chris Gurley, thank you for being here with us today, as well as um, Jameson Bradford. Bye, JMO. I love you. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, we just want to thank all of you guys. Uh, we definitely didn't get to scale through all of it yet. But Zach Eddington, lovely to have you on the show today. And we'll just keep this going with the simultaneous. Hopeton Mitchell, love you, Hopeton. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. That's as far as it shoots. Captain Lou, for what it's worth. Laters.